The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome back to another daily devotional live stream. Uh, we have called our Source of Truth podcast. We are very grateful that you've made a point to join us. And welcome to another edition, another time that we can spend together in the Word of God. We thank you for those who are watching us live that are taking time right in, really, the end of their morning, maybe their lunchtime or right in the middle of their day, uh, work day, to just take some time with us if they can. For those who watch us later or listen to us later due to your schedule conflict, we're grateful uh, for you as well for joining us and giving, uh, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. Uh, we've been studying through the book of Proverbs, and we're going to continue that today, but we're actually going to do something that I've not done too often as we've studied this book, and I'm going to focus almost all my attention today on one verse, which I knew studying Proverbs, that would happen. Every once in a while, uh, context only covers one verse, or there's just a list of different Proverbs. Sometimes they work in the same context, sometimes they don't. Uh, this one is a verse that uh, is quoted very often in the aspect of any type of Christian advice. Pastors quote it, counselors quote it, teachers quote it, parents probably have quoted it to their children or at least paraphrase this per se. Uh, but it's an awfully important truth. And uh, so I'm gonna take the time we have today and just focus our attention on one thought that is found, or one verse is found in Proverbs chapter 11. Uh, let's, let me see if I can find the verse I was in. Verse number 14, Proverbs chapter 11 in verse number 14. Uh, Solomon says this, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Most people just reference when we talk about quoting or paraphrasing or referencing this verse. Well, a lot of times we don't even know it's in Proverbs 11. Uh, we just know it's in Proverbs somewhere. And we usually just quote or reference the second half of the verse. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And a very, very powerful and important truth to understand. But I want to evaluate the entire aspect. And I'm going to start with this. Uh, what we, a lot of times... Uh, if you're like me, before making major decisions or a lot of times just evaluating different aspects in life, I like to seek advice. I like to know uh, what other people are thinking. A lot of times when I study, when I study my, for messages and study the Word of God, I will read and I, you know, I, took, I did some study in Greek and stuff like that in college and so I'll go through and do personal study. But then I like, like and I think it's important to go to other books, other men who had more training in me or maybe smarter, uh, more experienced, who have written books on the subject. I like to know uh, what they see that I didn't. I like to know what practical application they put out there. I like to gain as much knowledge about this subject as I can. Uh, same thing in any other parts of, uh, of things. One of, uh, one of the things that's very popular today, you hear the phrase that I am YouTube certified. A lot of people today, when they get ready to go do a project, whether it be cook something or fix something in their car or do something in their house, um, they go to YouTube and they watch one to a hundred videos on it to find somebody who is doing something similar to them, who can walk them through. And, and frankly, if you're handy at all, on many occasions, you can learn to do so many uh, things simply by just watching some videos. And I found them to be extremely helpful. 
Uh, one of the things I, I one of the things I wanted to do is lay crown molding. Crown molding is one of the more technical. So I've I've seen to be type of carpentry work in a house. It's not the easiest thing, and uh, and then videos help a little bit, but they're still it's still a bit tricky. But a lot of things like that they they can help and they can help improve. Uh, but what we do in that, even though we're seeking video, we're looking at professionals. What we're literally doing is we're seeking the multitude of counselors. We're looking to find out how we can be most effective in that field, in that position, in that project we're about to do. How can I be best at this? How can I be effective? How can I not waste people's time? As a preacher, one of the reasons I, I often will listen to other preachers, sometimes about the topic I'm listening to to get ideas, sometimes I just want to learn. I want to learn how they preach. I just want to listen to, uh, equip and feed myself in the aspect of listening to the Word of God. Um, but one of the things I think is important is to read and study because I want to make sure that I have reached out to as many tools as I can that are at my exposure to be able to bring in as much information as I begin to teach and preach whatever scenario I find myself in. Uh, I've talked to my dad off and on. When he was my age growing up, there was not something called the Internet. Um, and for me, I can go to a simple Bible app on my computer and get a whole lot more information than most people could from a third of their library, at least in speed-wise. Um, you know, my, my case, and I have, I have an office and I have a lot of books in here, but not as many as most pastors, not a lot of me by my age do, simply because the majority of the books that I now buy, almost buy them all online. And I get it on my Kindle app and I watch them, I read them, uh, they're right there, they're accessible to me, I can read them on multiple devices. Uh, it's convenient, my reason I like that is the moment I buy them, they're right there, I don't have to leave my office or wait for them to be shipped to me. But the advantage is, is there's so much available to us today when it comes to the aspect of counseling, now, or being, being counseled, being given advice. Now, as we have read through Proverbs in many, in many sections, we're now in chapter 11, and we've read through many things. One of the things we're gonna see that Solomon's mentioned that is so true is that there are two, there are more than two, but predominantly two types of people. Uh, one, one, what I would say is someone who has no desire for wisdom, they're broken into three people, the simple, the fool, and the scorner. Simple still in the middle, uh, they could either move to the wise, they can move to the foolish. Um, the fool and the scorner are the ones that, for whatever reason, they have no desire to grow, no desire to learn from anyone else, and have no desire to become wise biblically. And they're really, they're following themselves. There's obviously a level of arrogance or pride in the midst of this, and they won't grow. Where the simple, I think, is still at the point where they'll follow a wise person. But one of the things you see when someone looking for counsel, you're looking for somebody who is wise. Because wisdom, here's what we look at. Well, I'm smarter, I'm wiser, I, I, I can teach people. And hopefully, you have been given the opportunity as you gain knowledge to mentor and you're always trying to help bring someone else up, mentor, how much younger they are, less experience. Hopefully, we're doing that. But we should always be learning. How can I be better at this? How can I be most effective at this? How can I learn? If you ever stop learning, you're going to find yourself in struggle. You should always be growing and always be striving to learn. And so, therefore, there's counsel. But let's take a few thoughts. From this, it says, number one, in verse 14, where no counsel lives, the people fall. So where there is nobody to give wisdom. Now, let me tell you, where there's no counsel, the people fall. What is the idea of counsel? Uh, because what I have learned in today, one of the things I joke about when I watch the YouTube videos, is I am glad that there's a bunch of narcissistic people wanting to tell people how much they know. Now, I know it's a level of sarcasm. Not everybody is narcissistic on there. But you get around social media, and you're going to find that some people, they thrive off of social media. They thrive off of the likes and things like that. And, and they want to, what some people call it, influencers. They, they, they feel 
complete because people online are listening to them and learning from them. And let me, let me be careful that when we think about where no counsel is, where are we gaining a counsel from? Let me encourage you, one, it's okay to gain counsels from your peers, but I think you're going to limit yourself when you gain counsel from somebody who is at the same age as you, at the same amount of experience as you. Uh, now, I, I have people that, are, that, I've counseled, that I ask counsel from that I've gone to for advice and for encouragement, and on some occasions, they're several years younger than me. Um, not necessarily because they have more experience, because they may probably, in some occasions, have less experience than me in this field, but they will be able to see things at my current stage of ministry and similar to theirs where they will be able to see things that they're in the same scenario I'm in but they're not you know emotionally as attached to the sub subject as I am and so I can gain advice from them but frankly a lot of the advice that I seek I seek from people who not simply just been more successful they're just more experienced uh, they could look back and say here's what I did or I understand because I what I don't want to do is I don't want to call somebody who says you know man That's a really good idea uh, or a good thought Let me look into it and then they call their counselors and call me back My desire is to find somebody who says you know when I did this or this is the experience I you know when you look when you let me give you an example you go to a primary physician and they're gonna you, You're not feeling well. They're gonna say you know what? Yeah, I think you know I think your knee may have a problem So what do you do you have to go to a specialist and then they're gonna send you in that case to an orthopedic that orthopedic, when you walk in, the primary said, I think you have an issue. The orthopedic's going to look down and said, yep, you have a major issue. Example, when I was in high school, I took martial arts for a few years. And uh, we would often finish our class with sparring with each other. Well, I was sparring with a friend of mine. And when I went to kick the person with my left foot, you're always supposed to bend your toes back when you kick, at least this particular kick, uh, for one primary reason, you don't break your toe. Well, when I, I full force kicked this guy right in the knee, and I did not bend back my foot, my toes at all. So I had... It would at least at that time seem to be injured. I thought I just badly jammed my big toe. Well, that we kind of went home without, you know, you don't go to the doctor over pain. What are they going to do for a toe anyway? And the next morning, the pain, the pain was ridiculous. And I thought, this is silly. It's a toe. So we went down to the doctor, and that doctor pulled it up and said, yeah, you have a fractured toe. I'm going to tend you an orthopedic. Well, to me, I didn't think much of a fractured toe. So you're just going to, what? I, mean, I don't want to wear one of those silly blue boots. And so I... They took me from there and sent me over to an orthopedic. Well, the orthopedic, I'm sitting there in the doctor, and he pulled his x-ray out, and he stuck it up to the light, looked right at my toe, and he turned to me, he goes, you need surgery. And I thought, man, a fractured toe? Who needs surgery on a toe? He goes, well, I can try and set it. And he began the process of setting the toe there, and I thought I was going to kick him with my other foot. It was incredibly painful. And uh, so when they did the whole silly surgery, which I still look back and think, wow, on a toe, but uh, they did the surgery, and he was telling me that I basically shattered uh, my uh, la large left toe and uh, almost, almost cut the nerves in there, a lot of damage to it where they had to go through and reconstruct the toe to make it, to, and, and it's in great condition today. But here's the unique part. I go to a primary who real recognized there was some damage to the toe. I went to someone with knowledge of bones and immediately they knew the, the full extent of the problem. That is what we look for in the area of counselors. Somebody with experience and hopefully biblical wisdom that they can not only recognize, but they can give us counsel. But when we don't have anybody in our life like that, when there's no one in our life that we go to with experience, everybody's our age or younger, everybody's going to tell us what we want to hear, we're going to fall. Because there's no real counsel. There's advice and there's a lot of opinions, but counsel should come from somebody that has experience on you. Let me say why it's not always age. There are people in our church that are, have been saved 
less years than I have been. I was saved at the age of five, so I've been saved 38 years. Been in ministry now 20 years. Um, someone newly saved is older than me is not necessarily going to say, well, pastor, I can't ask you a question because you're younger than me because there is more experience. That's the idea. Um, you know, so you go to some people that have more experience and gain wisdom in the area. One of the guys that I follow, uh, that I, I read a lot of his articles and his, and his books and things like that, uh, there's a pastor, he's younger than me, uh, but I've been watched what he's done. He's pastored longer than me, and he's been really effective in areas that I'm hoping to be. So I seek him out because of his experience, counsel. Um, so you look at the idea, when we don't have somebody with that kind of counsel, he goes, we're going to fall. He says, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. You understand, number one, multitude. Uh, reach out to more than one. Here's one of the things that when we talk about what is God's will. One of the great ways to learn God's will is to talk to more than one person as in seeking advice. You know what I've learned? Let's say I seek out the advice of five people. And uh, four of the five people give me the exact same advice. Now, sometimes in my experience, when I call, and these, these, these gentlemen don't always know each other, but five of the five people all gave me the same advice. Yeah, I think I know where I'm supposed to go with this. But let's say that not everybody will. You know, but if, if 90% of the people give me the same advice, it's a pretty good idea that maybe this is God's will and God's direction for that. But in a multitude of counselors, seeking as much advice as I can, there is safety. And this is, I think it's unique, it says word safety. If I follow that, when I make decisions, there is safety. And one of the things that's always frightened me as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, in any leadership position, every decision I make affects so many people. And, uh, and, and I've learned this throughout the years. I'm not, not any, nothing I'm going to do is going to please everybody. Now, there's two ways you can look at that. Well, I'm just going to go do what I want. Who cares? Well, that, that's not wise either. But the other alternative is to realize I'm not about pleasing either crowd. I need to find out what is God's direction. And then I follow it unashamedly and let God take care of the details on that. And then what, what you can do that when you sought counsel. When you've gained wisdom, biblical wisdom, then there's safety. Then I can go. Uh, as a father, I read books. Uh, and, I, and I talk to other fathers so that I can gain wisdom. Same thing as a husband. Same thing as a pastor. Read books. Gain from people who have been successful in these areas and have learned. And then I can grow in that. Why? Because I want safety in the direction that I'm going. See, if I, if I have no one in my life that I'm willing to seek counsel from, I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to make bad decisions. When there are people that I'm learning from, then I can gain wisdom. And I can, then I have safety in the decisions I make. Um, in, in the new season of our ministry here, I, I have been seeking out different people. Um, and I'm still trying to seek out people. Some of them I don't even really know. I've been given their names and numbers from other people. But why I seek them out is they have been through this season in their own ministry. And so I'm going to say, hey, what'd you do? What are some steps? What can I learn? If I'm already done that with some other people, what, how do you, what do you do in this scenario? That is safety as, as I move forward. Let me encourage you as we, as we conclude. Number one, have people in your life that you seek out. Don't be so arrogant as to think you have the answers to everything. Seek out the word of God. Seek out God and then seek out others. So number one, have people in your life. Number two, um, have more than one. Have multiple counselors. Number three, find people with experience beyond yours. 
Uh, it's, it's not always age, although age is part of it, but it's not always age. I, if I'm going to seek out someone in the area of technology, they're not necessarily always older than me. They just have more experience in technology. So whoever it has, make sure they have experience. But in some occasions, you need to seek out people who are flat or just older than you because they have been through this. And they can, through experiences, and I'm talking, here's one of the reasons. If I can learn from somebody older than me who's experienced things, they've already gone through some of the scars, and I can learn from their mistakes. And that's what I want to do. I want to learn from them, so maybe I don't repeat. I can move on further. Let me encourage us that we always are looking to one, want advice, and two, then seek out the wisdom from those people. Uh, in those times, there's safety, there's strength, there's confidence, and you can move forward, not just because you know someone agrees with you. You move forward because you've sought godly wisdom and you've gained it. I hope you're always trying to do that. And let me be honest, as if you're watching a daily devotion or listening to this podcast, it pretty much states that you are doing that. You are seeking out advice in certain areas, and I think it's one of the wisest things you can do, and the Word of God backs that up. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be part of your day just for a couple of minutes. I hope you're doing well. I hope your week's going well. And I hope that you will continue to focus your eyes upon Jesus and on Him to be your foundation. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we continue in our study through the book of Proverbs. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Again, thanks for joining us. God bless.